Greetings, troubled listeners, and welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coman, sitting in the ring room with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Thank you, Renee, once again, uh, for having me, for having me drive on the road with a suspended license to get here, but, but thank you. <laughs> well, should we, should we get into that? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. No? no. You want to no. just mention we'll it? leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to Uber. Okay. I don't know how to lift. <laughs> right. I know how to hitchhike still. Yeah, yeah. But that's not going to get us here in time. No, no, no. So no. I drive. Yes. I drive 55. Right. Like Sammy Hagar <laughs> it was, said. It's only 35 mile an hour uh, zone. So oh, okay. Was, well, it might have been a, a bit. Uh, that's a bit, maybe why my license is suspended. Okay. Well, anyway. uh, those things could be connected. You know. Well, listen, you, you're, you've been away for a while, right? Yeah. I've, was, been, I've been kind of like not on, on the same plane as you. You've been swamped. I've been, been swamped you know, at work. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. but um, you were away, and while you were away, you were at the sanitarium, right? You were, uh, you were, yeah, yeah, well, part of the time I was, yeah. for sure, up and, in, uh, in uh, West Virginia. In the time they weren't putting leeches on your leg, you were enjoying your time there, right? Yeah, I like the leeches, too. Yeah, but I was in this town, and I call it a town because this is not a city to me. It's a, it's a small town. Okay. You know, it, it really is. Town of New Orleans? Yeah, a town of New Orleans, and... Again, again, uh, there was something that bothered me. It's really? this, uh, this uh, red dress run. Yes. Yeah. They had, they that. had that on my like, last day off. Okay. And I came here to the ring room to relax. Mm-hmm. And they were having this red dress run. And, and to me, it's just another reason for white people to be stupid. <laughs> you know, that's basically what it is. Well, you know. So how's your day been? Well, your week been? Well, my week's always in uh, West Virginia. And, oh God, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've only been there a couple of other times, but there I was back in West Virginia. I was in Charleston, West Virginia. I was in Fayetteville, West Virginia. A few other towns. It's uh, quite beautiful there, but uh, there's not a ton of people. It's a lot of trees. Is that and, tobacco country, or no, is that more North I Carolina? I think it's more like it's, a it's meth like coal meth country. Yes, there's meth. a lot of coal there. But although it's 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 not what it once was because coal is a uh, is an industry on its way out. Do do um, restaurants like in tobacco country? They have smoking sections still in restaurants. Do they have coal sections in Western? <laughs> West Virginian restaurants. <laughs> you know, or did I, you just eat at the hospital? I, I was I was eating at the hospital mostly and at the gas station. You know, I'm I'm a fan of uh, of gas station food. Really? What yes. kind of gas? Yeah, well, like, well, like uh, they like the they, churros. They have some nice ones. They'll have like uh, there's a company called Sheets there. I think it's called Sheets, and uh, <laughs> with a Z, uh-huh. and and it's uh, they'll they'll have like really. High quality egg salad sandwiches, the triangle sandwiches, you know. At gas stations. At, at gas station, yeah. They really? make them nice and fresh, and, and you can get whatever you need there, right there at the gas station, just a quick in and out. And uh, you don't have to, you don't have to you know, sit down with the, uh, with the menu or deal with right. any, any uh, weight And you're staff. on the road. I'm on the road, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you were talking about how you're having long days. Well, when you're out on the road, it's usually like pretty standard, a 12-hour day. You know, you're, right. you're leaving your hotel uh, by 11, and then uh, if, you're, if you're lucky, you'll get to your, you know, you'll finish your work day by 11. So that's, 
you know, grinding. So you day were on tour today. I was on tour with Loose Cattle, Michael Cerverus, Kimberly Kay, and Loose Cattle. Who Loose Cattle? Loose Cattle they? is their band. So it's a uh, do a bit of country, a bit of uh, Americana. It's uh, two singers. Michael, isn't he the actor? The actor, yes. He's also a singer, though. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So. And he's had this band for for a good long time. He and and Kimberly are partners in in the Loose Cattle band. And she, if you recall, was uh, she's the wife of our last guest. Uh, Ray Lopez, the MMA fighter. No, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was yeah. on the last podcast. Okay. Anyway, uh, so he Ray put a he he uh, he promoted the the podcast that's currently out this week, and he he uh, should change his name. No, that's a good name. Sugar Ray Lopez would be better. Okay, well, you know, uh, and I will fight him to the death over that. <laughs> well, over, right? over the fact that he should call it, re- yeah. change his name. Yeah. Well, so so he said. Uh, Hey, I had the, the pleasure of chopping it up with these two fucking animals. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, give it a oh. listen. So I like that. I, that so is his I, wife good looking? Oh, yeah. She's a lovely girl. And she's Very in talented. a band. She's in a band, yes. Okay. Now, does she box? Uh, she does. She Well, I don't know about boxing, but she's a jiu-jitsu practitioner. And, she's and a Jew? She's a, okay. Well, we, we, we attempted that joke on the, the last previous podcast. Okay. I don't remember. Well, because you, you said, uh, is that Israeli? <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember. But, uh, uh, no, she actually does uh, roll, as they say, in jiu-jitsu. You know, she'll go and, 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 and uh, you know, work out and uh, practice so for with people. So for two of them, it must be really exciting in, like, the sack. Well, you think? I don't sure. I'm, yeah. I mean, uh, they're they're both pretty fit, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I try not to yeah. think about people that I know in, in, in those kind of terms because it's. Uh, no, that's all I think about. That's all you think about. Okay. That's all I think about. Well, not you though. No, no, good, good, good. Because you, know, you remind me. You know who you remind me of? No, I don't. You remind me of Nicolas Cage. In every scene of Peggy Sue Got Married. You ever see that movie? <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, you remind me of that. Okay. Nicolas Cage and Peggy Sue Got Married. Okay. The younger a- Nicolas Cage and Peggy Sue Got Married. What about married. Wild at Heart? That's one of my... No. No, no. I like no, that I don't movie. see that at all. I like that movie. No. Peggy Sue Got Married. For all the nation out there, Renee Coman <laughs> is the young... Nicolas Cage and Peggy Sue Got Married. Well, it's in Manny's eyes. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. You know, I, I, I went to see the, uh, the great Dusty Banger ex- exhibition at the Ogden Museum of Southern I Art. I have no idea who that is. So she's a great painter, uh-huh. um, had, had a very long life, and they have a huge exhibition of all of her work going back from the 1930s to the 1990s. Uh-huh. And uh, as I'm parking my car and, and getting out of the car, a family is coming out of the Confederate Museum next door, and they have like... Uh, I don't know, five, six kids. The mother turns around and slaps the seven-year-old boy so hard on the stomach that I can hear it. It's like I'm clapping at my very She loudest. didn't like the art? Well, no, she hadn't. hadn't <laughs> no, they were coming out of the Confederate Museum. Oh, but, uh, okay. And I was like, oh, Jesus, don't, please don't hit your kids. You know, all it's going to do is make a mean like me. But uh, uh, you were hit as a kid. Uh, I was. I mean, I wasn't beaten, but I was slapped a lot. You know, I told you I had some some uh, uh, certain amount of Tourette syndrome. I was a very ticky kid, 
and uh, my parents thought that they you're could, kind of a ticky they, adult. I am. Too. I am a bit yeah. ticky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but less ticky than I was. Okay. And so maybe it worked. Maybe you're more maybe, tacky maybe, now than ticky. Maybe my, I think. <laughs> I think you're more tacky. Sure. Okay. You know? Maybe my father was able to slap some of the ticks out of me, but it didn't okay. feel like at the time. I think he just slapped some hostility into me. <laughs> so it turns so out they were actually going to the Ogden Museum, and they wind up. So after after she, after uh, hitting her children, she brings them into to see some art. And, you know, to see the, the finer things in life. They were reenactors? <laughs> reenactors, I don't know. From the Confederate Museum? Uh, no, no, no. They were oh. just uh, just fans, I guess. Oh, okay. All right. Well, speaking of fans, yes. our guest is a big fan of mine. Okay. <laughs> well, so why don't you introduce? Him? Yes, yes. So our our, our guest is uh, we've known him for a quite a quite a while. Actually, when you and I were first getting to know each other, he was there in the mix. Yes, he uh, was. Because uh, when when you made the movie Manny Chevrolet, giving it to the people. Yes, he was an actor in it. He played yeah. Jackson Square, the reporter, the roving reporter. Roving yes. reporter. Yeah. He and I have a scene early on. I I believe that one of the memorable lines is he. Uh, he very dramatically says, so is there any truth, truth to the rumor that you and Manny Chevrolet were in the smack pack? <laughs> and, and I say, this interview is over. Right. I remember that. Yes. That's and, and we shot that at my in-law's house. Yes. In the, the, yeah. the, in the Out in the River Ridge. Right. River Ridge. Reefer Ridge. Yes. Reef, Reefer Ridge. Yes. So, uh, God. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah. Going, yeah. So, uh, Yes, he's a New Orleans native. He's an actor. He's a photographer, which we're going to talk about that today. And uh, he also has uh, the Haunted History Tours, which is a, a long-standing uh, walking tour of the French Quarter and 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 all of the. Uh, and that's been going on for quite a while. Supernatural. Yeah, yes. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to find out about and, that too. Yeah. So, without further ado, Mr. Sidney Smith, welcome, Sidney. Uh, hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. Sidney, <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Thank you, Manny. Thank. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for being here, man. Greetings. I mean, I haven't seen you in it's been a, it's been a while. You've gotten older. And you know man. what? I've gotten <laughs> a lot older, but you you look the same to me. That's because I cut a deal with the devil at the crossroads. You did? Oh, at okay. the crossroads, you cut that deal. Or I am a vampire. It depends yeah. on how well, you look at things. Well, yeah, that's it. Okay. And since I do own haunted history tours, you can assume that I am a vampire. <laughs> okay. Okay. It works for the uh, company. That yeah. Sure. Sure. But you don't actually you, you own it, but other people are the tour guides. You don't. This do, is true. No, I'm the marketing genius. Yeah, you're the it. marketing genius yes. to it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because just about four or five months ago, I had my sister and her family in town from California, and they said we're going on some ghost tour, and I said, yeah, okay, let's go. And they go, do you want to come? I said, yeah, I'll go, and. I, it was the funniest thing. And now, I guess it's, you know, it's assembly line stuff. These well, did they go on my ghost tour? Yeah, I don't think they, they did. On, see, that's the problem. Yeah. 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 I don't know you what see, the tour they did. Well, you see, the, I, when I started, it was me and me alone. I mean, Haunted History Tours was the only company doing this. Now, there are probably 30 to 40 companies. Yeah, really? well, yeah, yeah, definitely. And they're on every block, around every corner, they're up the street, around the block, down, you know, road. I mean, I have one that set up shop right on the same block that I meet. I mean, this well, that's, is ridiculous. Well, that's what my whole yeah. point is, is that we started at 10.05. We met this person on Decatur, and the, the group of us went, and then we were, like, on some other street in the quarter, and then, like, 
you could just tell 90 seconds later there was going to be another group on yeah. the same corner that yeah. we were. So it was very assembly line. So it's big business. Well, it's, it's, well we, it's no accident people show up for our tours. I mean, I do, I do promote and market very heavily, you know. So, right. And, you know, other, other companies have taken advantage of my marketing, you know. Yeah. They try it's to name like, themselves something very close to yours. Well, I've, I've had people set up in the same block and say, Ghost Tour starts here. And when in reality, it's not the haunted right. history tour it's something yeah. else right now do you guys have to uh, have to rumble for turf sometimes no no well well I am involved in a lawsuit with one of the competitors <laughs> okay but uh, uh, but that's over you know well yeah over the same kind of kind of stuff but uh but overall, Haunted History Tours is truly considered to be the number one, you know, ghost tour in the city and probably well, the country. Well, you've been here the longest, and I you're have. the best, uh, right? I would like to think so. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Oh, you're yes. the best. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we, we you know we, we have some weird things that go on on the tours, for sure. I mean, probably, you mentioned Nicolas Cage a little while ago, and that, you know, he owned uh, the most haunted house in the city, in really? the French Quarter. He owned the LaLaurie Mansion, which he lost uh, to taxes, which is incredible to me but anyway he owned a house in the garden district and he owned a house in the french quarter and the one in the french quarter that he owned <clears throat> was the lalari mansion which is a which is the crown jewel of all ghost stories hmm. uh, all ghost tales and it's a very true story dating back to april of um 1834 but uh, why I bring this up is that he never stayed in the house. He went on Leno and Letterman, and he talked about the fact that he would never stay in that house because it's just too, too creepy, haunted, creepy, him, whatever. Yeah. Now, did he know that when he bought it? I, I'm not sure what he knew when he bought. My, right. my guess is, yeah, he he definitely knew the story of the house because it's it's a well known story. You can mm -hmm. Google it. It's books have been written about. It. It's a, it's a pretty horrific story, and it's, he thought it would be intriguing. But once probably, it, it was it was he he bit off more than he could perhaps. He could chew. But uh, one of the more amusing tales is that I mean he'd taken our tour more than a few times. But, mm, okay. But one of the more amusing tales is that. One of the tour guides was outside of the LaLaurie Mansion one night telling the story, and he said, What you know, the ghost rider who now owns it has yet to spend one night here. And then from the balcony, uh, I'm here tonight. <laughs> and uh, the crowd goes wild. And Nicholas Cage is on the balcony uh, with some friends, and the um, tour guide is very embarrassed. Tour group loves it. Okay. He's got Cage, no pants on. I think he had pants on. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> different night, different night. Different night. <laughs> Different time, right, right, right. Uh, now, so, so one of your your more recent uh, endeavors, you you've been a photographer for many years, and and you you now have this the, a, a book out, a book of your uh, photographs from the the warehouse era, the when it was nineteen seventy to seventy four plus a little bit more, a photographic memoir on the early years of the Allman Brothers band. That is correct. I was actually the Allman Brothers photographer in the early years. And not only was I the official, unofficial photographer here at the warehouse in New Orleans, which, you know, was kind of like the Fillmore East of the South. Right. But the Allman Brothers band, if you had a house band, they were the house band right. at the warehouse. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I got involved with that band when I was only 16 years old. Uh, huh. If you've ever seen the movie Almost Famous... That really, truly was my story. I oh. mean, I, I was a 16-year-old rock and roll photographer working with the likes of the Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney, Grateful Dead, Alice Cooper, you know, all the, Rod Stewart, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Just Easy in New Top. Orleans as they came through, you were mainly in New Orleans, mm -hmm. but then I would travel occasionally. But oh, when okay. the Allman Brothers came on the scene, 
It was, I met them in 1970, just a, a year into their existence, and I met them when they played at the Tulane University Homecoming Dance. Wow. <laughs> I mean, these kids in that room had no idea what they had in their presence. I mean, you know, they were screaming, White Play Wipeout, Gloria, Louie Louie. Well, yeah, dance music. And, and, uh, dance, and the uh, Allman Brothers complied, but three years later... They were not only the biggest band in the USA, but they played in front of 600,000 people at Watkins Glen, New York, and that still to this day remains the largest and you were there? crowd ever. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, John Swenson, our former... Uh guest was there because i remember he he talked about uh oh, okay. the writer who wrote for cream and and uh right. and rolling stone he was at at what he's from up there so he was at what watkins right. Glen. and yeah he missed woodstock because he was at watkins Glen. Right, wasn't right. that the story yeah, i think yeah. he, he had a he had yeah. the flu and he thought oh, i'll i'll sleep in and get some rest this first day right. and then i'll go but then by Is the he second still alive? day oh yeah yeah he's oh, okay. yes he's alive and kicking he's doing okay. doing a shout out okay. to uh, john swenson woodstock was three years before watkins Glen, man he Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's not what the way Swenson wrote. No, it. no, no. Maybe, maybe, maybe those things were unrelated. Only in our our, uh, our, our troubled memories. Uh, yeah. In, our, in any event. But yeah, the Allman Brothers. Uh, I mean, for years and years and years, people have asked me to come out with a photo book uh, on either the warehouse, uh, the bands that played there. But I spent so much time with the Allman Brothers band, and and they have held their fan base for five decades. This to this now, ni- two thousand nineteen is the fiftieth anniversary mm. of the Allman Brothers band. And while the band itself does not exist anymore, uh, and hasn't since two thousand fourteen, and unfortunately, most of the members, the original members, have passed on. Um, the fan base is still non wavering, and this was a book. A labor of love. I mean, this is a 256-page hardcover coffee table photo book with document. I mean, with with stories on the inside, with with commentary on every single photo in the book. It's not just a bunch of stuff that was thrown in there like snapshots. This is the real deal. This is the band at home. This is the band at poker games. This is the band in the bars in the hotel rooms. This is the band backstage. This you know this is the real deal. This is like a backstage pass. So is okay. it commentary from the bands or? or from the band members, or is it from oh, you and the about, band members? It's me and the band members. But yeah. I mean, no, no, I, the commentary is mine, but I, I relate stories about the band. All and, right, so and, let me go back a little further. So you're born here, you're going to school, and you're at what, high school, and you have a camera, and you start going to gigs. Well, where where uh, did you go to high school, by the way? I went to Forche. Okay, I'll say Forche. I don't, All right. it, I don't think it's Forche anymore, though. No, no so. the building's still there. It's yeah. now uh, Lusher. Lusher. Yes, yeah. but many so, people went there. True, so I went to Forche. Okay. So and you had a camera, and you just well, started was, going to it gigs? Was, it was a little more involved in that. My father died when I was 15, and he was oh, an amateur sorry. photographer, so I inherited a good functional camera, and just started, uh, rather than take pictures of flowers and... and Old houses, and trees, trees. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit, I, I yeah. focused on rock stars. Right on. Naked ladies came much later. In okay, life. all right. But I focused on rock stars, <clears throat> and really, honestly, the first band, or just about the first band I came into contact with, was the Allman Brothers Band. Okay. And you know they had been making some waves around the South, and they played at the warehouse a few times. I hadn't seen them yet, but I went to see them at the uh, crash, the Tulane University Homecoming Dance. And met the band, and they were extremely friendly. What and year welcoming. was this? You think that was 1970. Okay, 70. It was November of 70. I was 16 years old. Oh wow! Do the math. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I don't. I don't need to do the math. I'm bad at math. But uh, okay. So that's okay. So that's great. We had a, a, a who was our guest? Uh, 
uh, Ditta, what's his name? Uh, Carlo Ditta. Carlo yeah. Ditta. Who, I know who uh, Carlo is, yes. Who was at the City Park. When and he Hendrix came, played. When yeah. Hendrix played, and he came with a tape recorder that his parents or his grandparents gave him. Right. And Hendrix, there was this bum rush to the gate or whatever, and Hendrix saved his life. Or something. what was that? Yeah, the that's the, the they came out. Uh, the, Hendrix and the Experience came out the back door, and he was Carlo was there with his uh, said a Nehru shirt that he'd gotten from the mod s- store at Gotcha's, and uh, and as as they as the crowd behind him sees the band, the crowd surges forward and. And, and a 12-year-old Carlo Ditta gets pushed into Jimmy, uh, Jimi Hendrix. And so he's holding on to Jimi Hendrix around the waist so that he doesn't get trampled <laughs> Rush, over. Yeah. And Jimi Hendrix saves him, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, you know, he, he said he was nice. Yeah. He didn't you know, push him off or and anything. And then got him know? hooked on heroin. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 <laughs> got him hooked on heroin. But that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. talking about you now. Yeah, so let's talk back about to Mr. Sidney Smith. So and, did and, you ever meet Cher... No, I was actually absent for that period. My my time, my main time with the Allman Brothers was 70 through 74. And Cher came into the picture around 75. She's coming to New Orleans, and I'm excited about it. Are you not? Oh, really? I'm excited about Cher. Because I want to be her sonny. I'm I'm sure you do. I really do. But Greg Allman already had a son with her. Oh, yeah. Yes, Elijah Blue. Elijah Blue, that's right. Is Met that, the boy one time, and that's another yeah, that's another strong connection. But he, uh, you know, Ray Allman was probably married I think eight different times, and has a multitude of kids. In fact, they used to knock on his door and say, "Dad, I need some college money." You know, he didn't even know he had them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I did uh, play a show one one time where where the Allman brothers were the the headliner at the end of this festival, and I was walking into the backstage area with a beer. And they said, oh, no, 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 you, you can't have a beer. And I was like, why? I said, well, because Greg's clean. And I was like, well, it's not for Greg. This is, <laughs> this is my beer. Yeah, and they're like, beer. oh, yeah. no, no, he can't, can't, can't be around see. a beer. And I was like, well, what kind of, what kind of sobriety is that, man? You right. know, if, you're, if, you're, if you're, your sobriety is so tenuous that if you see someone with a beer, you're going to go and tackle them. Right, for that beer. <laughs> It's, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe work uh, on it, man. Work he's on weak. He's a yeah, weak guy. You know, he, he's a but, weak. Uh, you know, he'd, he'd been through a lot, so... Uh, yeah, he uh, give him benefits. He's so. no angel. That's what I, I know uh, he said that. So you should have pissed in your cup and given it to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't. No, I, no, I like the Almond Bros. I actually saw them at the, at the, the Superdome, right? Yeah, when the oh, super, they, the they opened up the Superdome. Day of Southern Rock and Roll, yes. Yeah, you remember. Yes, I was there. You don't there. look that old. Anyway, but yes, 1975, and they opened up the Superdome along with Marshall Tucker, Charlie. Charlie Daniels and Wet Willie. Wet Willie, yes. Yeah. Jimmy Hall's a good friend of mine. In fact, Jimmy Hall wrote a very nice uh, uh, comment on the back of my book. Uh, he said, this is not only the best photo book on rock and roll, it may be the best photo book on any band ever in the history of rock and roll. Wow, okay. Something to that effect, yeah. So going to the warehouse now. Yes. You're there, you're, you're there for to- band photographers. So what... Years are we talking about now? Early seventies. Now, now early seventies. We'll tell you this too. What, what I did something that very few photographers probably ever thought to do, who were shooting rock shows. I shot pictures of the roadies. I took pictures of the roadies at work, the roadies at play, and nobody shot pictures of the road crew. But I found these guys extremely interesting characters, so I shot pictures, and then I would show them their photos, and they say, "You took these of us? You, hey, man, that's that's pretty damn cool." Right, so you had carte blanche back there. Yeah, and, they, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and you know, I, I learned real early: if you make friends with the road crew, you don't get thrown off of the stage. Right, and right. there's a lot of getting thrown off of stages in rock and roll. So, sure. So, so I've been smart. to your house a couple of times, and I no. yeah, a couple of times. Yes, you have. When you weren't home. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was wondering what happened to that yeah. stuff. Um, no, um, but you have you have pictures uh, in certain rooms of like uh, McCartney. True and and Clapton, I think. I plead guilty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The Who. You shot yeah, all these bands. Lot, yeah. So all these bands played the warehouse. No, not necessarily. Not, Paul McCartney they just never showed up. The at the Paul where- McCartney story is a whole other one entirely. Well, well, tell us about that. I thought you you'd never a- ask. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> okay. Well, the, uh, first of all, the, you know, I, my, the Beatles were my entire youth. I mean, I yeah, of course. I, I mean, yeah. I, I lived and breathed and sweated the Beatles. I mean, that they, they've been in my life since I was nine or ten years old. So that was mm-hmm. my entire youth. And when I was twenty, I went to see George Harrison in concert in 1974, and I had no idea that I was going to have this emotional experience that I did. You know, it was like watching my entire youth on stage in front of me. I mean, tears are flowing down my face, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, "Oh, I he was that be- bad." Man, he's no. going to mock you. He doesn't like. He I doesn't understand. like. Uh, you I know, understand. He doesn't pure like emo- emotion. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, anyway, yes. so but he'll appreciate the rest of this. So three months later, I hear that McCartney is coming to New Orleans to record an album. Mm. And I think to myself, God, I got to get somehow close to the studio so I can get a shot of him walking in or out. You know, I never imagining I would end up in the position I was in. But uh, so I made phone calls to Rolling Stone and Cream and Circus and Hit Parade or all the magazines of the day and waited for somebody to get back to me. And finally, after McCartney had gotten to town and he was already checked in and it was public knowledge he was here, I get a phone call. After I thought it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's this woman in New York by the name of Lisa Robinson. She had a, uh, a thing called the Pop Wire Service. And uh, she had used my photos on many occasions. And she uh, says to me, Sydney, I don't know if... And by the way, she didn't know if I was 20 years old or 60 years old. Yeah, she said, yeah. Sydney, I don't know if you're aware of it, but... Um, like, I'm not aware of it. But Paul McCartney's in New Orleans for a few weeks to record an album. Do you have it in your schedule to work with him? Oh, uh, snap. What yeah. did you say? And um, I was kind of silent. And she says, do you have it in your schedule? I said, yes, I do. Yes, yes, yes. So I said, what kind of work would this be? Oh, his album cover, his promotional photos, oh. everything. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. So I'm driving down to the French Quarter uh, to meet the manager. And I was you know, told what hotel they were at. And I'm driving down there. And I get to the hotel. And I go upstairs and I show the manager my work, my portfolio, and he says, "Oh, but, but while I'm while I'm who's while I'm, the manager? A fellow at the time was a fellow by the name of Alan Crowder, long gone. Okay, but but as I'm driving to the quarter to meet him, I'm thinking to myself, I can't cry this time. I can't cry. I can't cry. <laughs> you know, I got to keep this together. Yeah. So I get to the hotel room and I show him my work, and he's impressed, and he sits down across from me, and says, "All right, Sydney, let me ask you something, here, right?" It might sound a little strange, but you're not going to cry when you meet Paul, are you? <laughs> and I looked at him, and I, and, and I was totally bewildered, and, and I thought either this guy is totally psychic, or he, I'm, I'm, my feelings, I'm wearing them on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. I said, no, I, I would not cry, but why would you ask me that question? And he said, well, we just left Nashville. In Nashville, we hired a young photographer very much like yourself. Every time he saw Paul, he started to cry. And it made Paul very uncomfortable, you know. (laughs) So I said, no, 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 I'm not the crying type. I will not do that. Absolutely. I won't even ask him for an autograph. So I leave the room. I go downstairs to the lobby. What hotel is it? La Richelieu Hotel in the is French Quarter around? on Charter Street. It's still around. Okay, cool. And there's a big uh, poster of Paul in the ma- in the manager's office. It's but haunted. Anyway, it's um, haunted. <laughs> so I uh, I go downstairs out the elevator, walk out the door, and I see 
a drummer a friend of mine named Joe English who I met through working with the Allman Brothers Band in Macon, Georgia. And I said, what are you doing here? He says, I just got recruited to play drums for the album. The, the drummer just quit. Wow. I said, really? I said, I think I just got recruited to shoot the album cover. He says, well, you want to meet him? It was just that quick. And I yeah. said, uh-huh. So we walked through the lobby. I felt like I was walking in slow motion out to the pool area. Opened the doors. Bam, there he is. He's sitting there in his bathing suit. Linda, the wife, is sitting next to him. The kids are in the pool. And my friend Joe says, Paul, this is Sidney uh, Smith. He's going to be uh, shooting uh, pictures of us while we're here in town. Paul says, hey, Sid, how you doing? Let's see what you got. You know, here I am sitting next to Paul McCartney, showing him all my pictures. And he says, oh, look at Rod Stewart. Uh, hey, this Mick Jagger, Keith Richards. Hello. And so I'm like, yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm thinking this is very surreal for me. I'm, I'm actually sitting next to Paul McCartney, showing him my photos, and he's enjoying it. And then Linda pulls a couple of rolls of film out of her purse because this is this is light years before digital. And she says, uh, Sydney, uh, do you have a dark room? Uh, cause these are our photos from home and I have no place to, uh, develop them here i said oh yeah so i took the pictures home with me and i rushed through developing and printing them and wanted to get back to the hotel so i could get more FaceTime, mm-hmm. you know with the mccartney's right and i get back to the hotel with the pictures i get in the elevator and there he is he says hey sydney how you doing i said oh my god a beetle has just said hello to me by name my first name my life is gonna end right here i'm <laughs> good to go trying not to I'm cry 20 years old and i'm trying not to cry <laughs> <laughs> but um i spent a few weeks with the, with them and it was a great experience uh, and um, you know I can go on and on but the, Sarah, that's, that's C. St. Recording Studios C. St. Recording yes. Studios yes you come well informed uh, C. St. Recording Studios on Clematis Street yes in Gentilly, Gentilly yes uh, right, I think it's a beauty salon now it's, it's okay to a beauty salon now it got flooded in Katrina so that's there was, right there, there, yes they were probably that was uh, Marshall Seahorn and uh, Alan Toussaint yeah. yes yeah. so that was I, I got pitch, I've got pictures of McCartney in the studio pictures of McCartney on Monte Grande in fact as a matter of fact a cute story McCartney, I went to see a Dr. John concert while I was here uh, over at the St. Bernard Civic Auditorium. Yeah, yeah. St. Bernard, Jesus God, and St. Bernard. Anyway, so McCartney's on the stage, uh, uh, on the side of the stage watching the concert, and he's dressed up as a clown because he's trying to disguise himself. He and Linda are dressed up as clowns. Mm-hmm. And they were so well disguised that Dr. John's security people threw them off the stage. <laughs> Literally threw them off the stage, thought they were just a couple of clowns, and, right. uh, and threw them off the stage. And, and, and the last time I talked to Dr. John before he died, I reminded him of that story. He says, yeah, you're right. The McCartney's got thrown off the stage. I still remember that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was a that was a cute little McCartney tale for you. Yeah. All right, well, listen. Before we go on, it's time to get another round. Yes. Yeah. We always uh, take a little break and, and we'll get another round. Another and uh, it's Renee's turn by, so let them know what you're drinking. And Nation will be back. And we're back, back in the ring room, yeah. back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet, back with Sidney Smith. I am Renee Coleman. You know, Manny, I had Calm a... Calm down, uh, man. You sound a little excited. Coming there. out hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just took yeah. an Adderall, and you just took a Valium. So right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, I think we were supposed to switch him around. But, but you know, I, I, I was exhausted earlier, but I always get my tone up for this, this podcast. It gets me going. Gets the juices flowing. Whatever. Because yeah, go ahead. Because uh, last night I came back from my my uh, my my trip in in uh, West Virginia, and for some reason I wasn't feeling well. I didn't sleep hardly at all last night, so I've been falling asleep all day today. But uh, but now I'm up. So I, I, I saw this news item, and it, and I thought, well, this is perfect for Sydney with the the haunted history tours. So apparently, uh, there's a, a school in Tennessee where uh, 
they employed an exorcist to uh, diagnose the the problem. They were having some problems there, apparently. With I the guess. cafeteria or well, something. Well, I don't know, uh, but uh, but it, the the advice was that they needed to get rid of the Harry Potter books because the Harry Potter books had uh, spells in them, and uh, and they said <laughs> the the the, uh, the the exorcist said uh, the curses and spells used in the books are actual curses and spells which when read by a human being risk conjuring evil spirits into the presence of the person reading the text. Okay. So what do you yeah. think? Of, so I, I don't know. I mean, no. Well, I think there's some pretty fucking stupid people in Tennessee. That's <laughs> yeah, well, what I think. You know. Stupid people everywhere, as yeah, it turns yeah. out. You know, it's not, you know not, I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. I've never read a book of Harry Potter. My daughter... Has uh, is very anti Harry Potter. She never got okay. into it as a kid. Yeah, she's in high school now, and I ask her about. I've asked her about it over the years, and she's like, eh, eh. Yeah, so she's I, not I, into Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, no, either am I. You know, I don't no, believe no, no, in any of that no, bullshit. No, 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 no. So Tennessee, you know, get your act together. I guess yeah. you know, you know. <laughs> switch Exorcist. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, why don't you go see the movie The Exorcist with Linda Blair? Have Linda Blair come to your library. Yeah, she's still yeah. around, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a good. Probably kid. she's still saying your mother sucks cocks. Yeah, now Karis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> did you see what your cunting daughter did? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that movie all the way through. You that uh, scared? Uh, yeah, it's not my thing. I don't like horror films. I don't like uh, those things where somebody's jumping out at you. Well, that's why you should come on the Haunted History Tour, yeah. because we don't uh, jump out at you. Okay. <laughs> well, no, it's a brilliant film. It's a brilliant film. Yeah. Not, not just because that film is technically really well done. And, 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 and apparently, I never read the book, because mm. I don't like books. Right. Uh, but it's very, it's very close to the book. William okay. Peter Blatty. Oh, wow. Let's give a shout out to William Peter Blatty. Okay. Who wrote that book. But anyway. Funny yeah. that you don't like books, but you wound up in, oh, the, in the book game. No, I mean, you're like, yeah, you I'm in the books, book game. You're, no, you're in the, yeah, I'm in the book game. You know, you've been. That's, that's basically my life, you know, fucking with me. So yeah, I hate books, <laughs> but I work in the book. You've been telling me you have to clear. Between eight and ten thousand books in yeah. the next, uh, during a very short three yeah, week period. Yeah, to fucking. Yeah, I don't want to get into. Okay, that, I don't want to get into. What it, I want to get into is uh, before we get back to Sydney, who's mm-hmm. exciting to me. Yes, yes. Because I've never really met him before. Okay. Until tonight. <laughs> I'm glad I excited yeah. you so much. <laughs> is that um, I've always thought about this, Renee, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you ever thought about this. But I've always thought about faking my death. Yes. So I can get out of this life that I'm in. Okay. Do you feel trapped? I feel, I, you know, I don't really care for you. Well. I really don't care for my <laughs> wife and kid that much. Oh, Manny. But how could I fake my death? Okay. And, and it takes a lot of work, I think. Um, no, I, I don't think so. Here, you know. So here's what you got to do. You got to kill a bum that's about your size. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Right. I have to kill someone who's like my size and right. weight. Yep. And Hispanic, a Hispanic person of color. Okay, sure. Olive, olive oil skin. Yeah, yeah. Some with know. a little oil on them, as you like yeah, to say. Yeah, exactly. A little, little oil. And, and maybe you could do it like there'd be a house fire or a boat fire, an explosion, perhaps. Well, that's the thing. Fire. I don't go out of the house much, so right. I'd have to burn my house down. Or just, which just, would leave my family with nothing. Yeah, no, you wouldn't want to yeah. do that. Maybe go so with the car. So maybe I would burn my car. I would burn myself, yes. or fake burn myself right. in my car. Now, where would you go, Manny? Where, where? 
where would you uh, repair to? I would probably go to back uh, to L.A. Back yeah, to, I'd go, go back, back to, to Alvarado LA. Street. Yeah, yeah, I'd go back to L.A. Eagle, <laughs> uh, no, uh, Echo Park. Echo Park, yeah, yeah. yeah I'd probably live in a tent by the Echo Park Lake. Uh huh. And, and I would be so comfortable. Yeah. I would be comfortable. The, the, the climate's nice out there. Now, is it yeah. still nice? Now, we have uh, global warming, and, and it's, it's hot as hell right yeah, now. Yeah, but see, the thing is, the older I get, I like it a little warmer. Okay. Because you know, my blood doesn't flow as much as right. it used to. So, so, so you're okay with the global yeah, warming? Yeah, I'm okay with the global warming. Sydney, how about you? Uh, you? You like it warm. Some like it hot, but... Uh, well, I like it any way that makes me feel comfortable. Okay. It's a non-committal answer, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't right. go out on a yeah, limb. Don't, why, yeah, why don't, don't you? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Sydney. Yeah, you know. Now you know, know, I had something happen to me in uh, in uh, West Virginia the other night. We played our last gig, and ever. Uh, well, no. thank goodness. <laughs> last God, gig for that the, would be great. No, no. <laughs> you don't see them anyway. Why do you care? Um, so, but I'm 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 in this bar, fun bar. I'm stretching. Uh, sometimes I'll do this. I'll put my hands over my head and stretch just enough to, uh, to where my shirt will rise. You'll see a little bit of midriff. Uh, but That's when Manny comes running at you. Well, That's, uh, so you're doing that for the ladies? Is uh, that I just, what you're I doing? I do it just for, to, 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 for you know, general effect. But okay. lo and behold, it's a lower than I realized because my hand goes into the ceiling fan. <laughs> Oh. And, and uh, yeah, busted my thumb open. I'm lucky I didn't break it because I need that thumb. Screamed like a little girl. Well, no, actually, I was uh, I was I was licking it up just enough to uh, to go, oh wow, and kind of start laughing. <laughs> I was like, oh, that smarts a little bit. And then the blood was flowing, and then the uh, management is coming out with ice. And just like in The Exorcist, the blood flows. Yeah, yeah. And, and just like, like the, the red the, mess the, the, run the, the that I'm going to have. Top of, this, uh, top of yeah. this podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, my son was uh, a participant in the red dress run. Oh, God, why? I, I know, I know. Well, now my son's getting, he's getting very uh, built up. He's, uh, you know, he's a strapping 20-year-old young man. He's, he's on a... And he wants to wear a dress. Well, I don't know. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> he's all man, so he can get away with it. You know, it's not like me with putting a red dress on. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, there I saw pictures of him and his, his uh, two friends. And, uh, yeah. These are the looked, same guys who went naked to the boxing match? Uh, I went in their tr- sw- uh, swim trunks? Swim trunks to yeah. Friday Night Fights. Have you been to Friday Night Fights? That a event? long time ago in a place far, far away. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, Just in the backyard. No, yeah. no, this is actually, this is more organized than that. They yeah. have it on, uh, on Aretha Castle Haley. We have to go. We're going to do it sometime. Okay. Okay. Um, so maybe we should get back to uh, Sydney, Sydney Smith. Smith. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck not? So <laughs> Sydney, yes, um, you've acted, and I think we met. Uh, it was your film, as I recall. Yeah, well, it was giving um, it to the people. The mockumentary, the yes. mockumentary, mockumentary, and, and there was someone I met because I was living above the Circle Bar when Kelly Keller was alive and yes. stuff, mm-hmm. and. Um, I started thinking, well, uh, let's run for mayor and let's like, you know, make a mockumentary about it. Well, we have to actually run because we'll get some really good footage with this way. But I met you through, uh, I met this girl named Raphael O'Neill. That's right. And she knew all these actors. Her she mom was She brought them all to you. She brought yeah, them all. Yeah, and I said, well, listen, I need some roving reporter. Mm-hmm. 
And she said, well, Sydney was good. And all I saw was you you did a Popeye's commercial that was playing at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think you were on Bayou St. John, and you were like in a in a, a band, headband or something like yeah, that. Yeah, oh, I, I do remember, remember that. Yeah, you remember that? that was, yeah, I do remember Yeah, it, and you were like, you know, <laughs> chomping down on a, on a chicken Piece breast. of chicken. I ate yeah. a lot of chicken that day. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and it ran forever, that commercial. And they still had that same jingle that they have now. Do they? I, I don't know. No. Look that chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the original Dr. John Jangle. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, I, I don't know who that is. But anyway, um, 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 so Raphael. Yeah, Raphael. She Stay became. She basically became our my casting person for the casting director. Introduced yeah. me for all these actors. Mm-hmm. Some very good, some awful. But you were really good. Well, she only and won. you had you had the worst part in the in the mockumentary because you had to be the straight person. Through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, but I got to bang Raphael. Yeah. I think I was there for the filming yeah. of that scene. Yeah. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. he made it a point to show well, up, yeah, yeah. even though he wasn't in the scene. Or yeah, no, well, I, I, yeah. I wrote part of the scene, so yeah. I, had to, I had to just go make yeah. sure. That, uh, half of it any. didn't make the final cut. Because it was uh, too nasty. <laughs> yeah, it was very nasty. My, my, Are you still acting today, though? Do you still go out on I auditions? Actually, I actually... Because um, I still do every well, once in a while. Well, I think... Doing the tours is a great acting job because that's street theater right, right. there. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But uh, since you asked, mm-hmm. I actually did just uh, play a role in a movie as a tour guide, nonetheless. A haunted tour guide. Well, that's a stretch. Who is taking a tour group uh, in the French Quarter um, and telling a, doing the rendition of a story that happened in the 20s, 1920s. About a photographer. <laughs> Imagine that a photographer. Yeah. Now, who, did you write uh, this movie? No, I didn't. Okay. But, uh, but strangely enough, they picked me for the role. I wonder yeah, why. Yeah. Uh, a tour guide who is talking about a photographer who killed people in the in in the twenties. Basically, people would come dress up for his family photos in his studio and. They would never leave. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he would kill them. And uh, like when the police finally traced it back to this location, he was gone. The bodies were never found. The case was never solved. And so as the tour guide, I asked the group, out of respect for those victims, please don't take any pictures of this particular house on the tour. Just uh, It's the only house. Well, of course, one little millennial girl has to be in the, in the back of the group and take a picture. Well, as soon as she takes a picture of the house, boom, the scene changes. She's in a forest. She's being chased by the demonic photographer who's wearing a mask over his head. Oh. And then the scene switches to a photo studio with her and her slit neck on the couch. She's propped up for her last glorious picture. And the photographer goes from behind the camera, pulls the, co- the cloak off his head, and guess who it is? Me. <laughs> I am the photographer. Okay, spoiler alert. Don't don't give the name. I of think the film. that's a really nice yeah. twist on the yes, on the film. Is, yeah. is. And um, I don't know if it'll go anywhere or not, but you know. All right. No. So how long have these his haunted history going? Haunted on? history tours. You started in late twenty five years. Twenty five. Wow. Twenty five. So years. Nice. have you ever? Have you ever? I'm just going to put out because I went on one a few few months ago. Have you ever had someone a, a customer who's just paid to go on the tour maybe it's a family of five or six or seven whatever you have a group have you ever had anyone just really freak out on a story that I'm glad you asked that question because it happens all the time as a matter of fact hmm. we've had okay. over over 2,000 faintings 
wow. on the tour. How and that's that in itself isn't that big a deal because you know New Orleans, you don't drink enough. Maybe you don't drink enough water. You don't eat enough food. Or you drink too much alcohol right, and the right, heat right, in your right, face. Right. However, so. these faintings have all occurred at the exact same location. Really? Over a 25-year period. What location's that? That would be the LaLaurie Mansion. Okay, oh, we talked about we that earlier. We did talk about yeah. it, and it is, in fact. Because they see Nicolas Cage. No, and they it has nothing to do with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> this, this is, is truly, me. Yeah, it's true. Think it's yeah, yeah. truly a very demonic location. But... Hmm. But here's, I'll give you a really good story. Because I, th- I think some people are simply more sensitive to paranormal activity than other people are. Some people Impass. hear it, feel yes. it, experience it all the time. Some people never do. Some, but you have a great time on the Haunted History Tour. Definitely have a good time on the tour. However, years ago, this is a, this is a, this is a story that will make the hair on your neck stand up. Years ago, and maybe other things for you, Manny. I don't know. Yeah, it might yeah. really excite my, you. But my deck's getting hard right yeah, now. I can feel it. I can't feel it. So it's better than the flow story, man. <laughs> All right. So here you go. So I'm, I'm doing a tour myself, and, and there is a child on the tour with, a, with his mother. A little, and the tour is, is really not for children. It's an adult. It's geared to an adult audience. Like this podcast. Yeah, Exactly. And there is a child with a single mother on the tour, and the kid's maybe seven or eight years old. Well, and he's the only child on the tour. About 30 minutes into the tour, the kid starts walking alongside of me. They gravitate toward the leader. You know, they're walking Mm -hmm. down the street, and he's just walking next to me. And I could see the mother in the back of the group the whole time. She's Every time we stopped at a story, she's there. I could see her clearly. Well, about 30 minutes into... The kid walking along next to me, the mother comes frantically running up. Oh, have you seen my child? Have you seen my child? Oh, my God, where's my child? And I look at her. He's right here. He's next to me. You know, I'm pointing. Mm-hmm. Down, and she looks. Oh, my God. He was with me just a second ago. And I'm thinking to myself, no, he was not. He was with me a second mm-hmm. ago in the last 30 minutes, for that matter. Wow. And she says, she looks at the kid and she says to him, why did you leave me? And I swear to God, the kid looks up at her and he says in a very innocent tone, because you were holding that other boy's hand, mommy. Okay. There were no other children on the tour. Uh, the crowd goes, ah. Uh, and I did too, for that matter. He but sees that, dead people. He, he must have seen something, but. Um, you or know, she's a meth addict, right? Whatever. Yeah. But the <laughs> point, point is that that was one of the strangest things that have ever happened uh, to me personally with, within the company doing it. But people have, have photos, they take pictures on the tour. The Haunted History Tour, they take photos. They come out with photos of apparitions, of orbs. I mean, we tell people, bring your camera to the tour because you will. 90% of the people who take our tour do capture something in their in their pictures that wasn't there when okay. they took the photo. So. Ouch. Yeah, well, that's beautiful. That's a, yeah, it's good times, I guess. Maybe your apparition could show Well, up. the tour I went on... Uh, when my sister was in town. Obviously the wrong tour company. Yeah. Well, I didn't book it. She did. But anyway, we ended up at that, uh, what's that cafe, uh, that, that diner, the Greasy Spoon Diner right there. Uh, Clover on Grill? The, what's that? The Clover, Clover Grill? Yeah, Clover Grill. We ended up there after the tour. We got a little snack. And the very next day, the waitress was murdered. Oh, God, that was awful. Yeah, uh, and I never like her, tipped her. Her, her ex yeah. well, It wouldn't have mattered anyway. Yeah, it wouldn't know, have mattered. So yeah, her, her ex-boyfriend was angry and shot her in the face. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, oh. that kind of stuff. But maybe you can incorporate that. You know, Maybe that's going to be a part of the tour. Well, tours. I think it will be. You know. Yeah. Somebody's now that tour. I know about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do Somehow it went under my radar. I don't, All right. I do remember So what about 
about the 80s for you? What were the 80s like for you? you got the, you're, you're a kid photographer at the warehouse in the 70s. You're doing the Allman Brothers and all. So what's photography? I turned, in, I turned into a male stripper. You okay. did? Yes, I did. Really? really? I did. A Clydesdale? Not exactly. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I started a company, a singing telegram, strippergram company, yeah. and we would go to homes, offices, restaurants. This is the, the, the Merry Menstruals. That's exactly what it was. See? I started Merry Menstruals, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. And uh, I started in Baton Rouge, actually, and then I branched out around different parts of the country. But as an active performer, I was a male stripper as well. And um, that served me well throughout the 80s. <laughs> now, do those chicks just get so wound up, they, they uh, start wanting to blow everybody? I'll never tell. That's a, that's okay. a dark, deep secret. <laughs> okay, well, I think we all know that's what happens. Did Nicolas Cage ever hire you? <laughs> he, he, didn't, he didn't blow me. I, <laughs> well, okay, not yet. So the 80s are male stripping. And the 80s are, you know, for me, the 80s are like, can't remember. I remember some things. I don't remember much. I get you. So the nineties roll around, and you're now a little older. What are you in your uh, teens yeah. now? Well, now he's late teens. Now, <laughs> late. now I'm, now I'm uh, probably. Gosh, I guess I'm in my thirties by the grown. Okay, yeah. and the hotters. The Haunted History 2 has been going on this whole time. No, Haunted History, I started in 95. Oh, all right, all right, all right. So, so now I'm, we're in mid-90s. Now. All right, okay. Haunted so. History comes into the picture. Okay, all right. So where does Mick Jagger come into the picture? Well, I saw him at the Superdome a few uh, weeks ago. He looks goddamn good. For I saw the show. It was terrific. Yeah. Un-freaking believable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mick Jagger, look, I've, I've, I've photographed Mick Jagger all throughout the years, and i got to tell you, if I'm in half the shape he's in at 77, I'll be thrilled. Yeah, you I won't mean, be. Don't worry. I yeah. mean, I, I couldn't. Uh, Keith Richard, I can't say the same for him. Yeah, he looked yeah. Pretty, pretty bad, actually. Yeah. Um, but I do understand that based on his history so far, we are going to have to start wondering and thinking about what kind of world we're going to be leaving for Keith Richards yeah, right, after exactly. we're all gone. Yeah, yes. But that joke, being said, yeah. Mick Jagger, unfreaking believe And after heart surgery a few months ago? Right. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, the guy's uh, jumping all over the stage like he's 18. Yeah, Unbelievable and, and, and moves. The, and the band really does sound great. They're, yeah. they're coming out one hit after another, you know, just, just yeah. pumping them all, just well, all fast. No and, you know, the, the Stones and the Almond Brothers have a connection. You know what that is? No, tell me. Chuck Level, the piano player, was with the Almond Brothers. Okay, I didn't and realize he, that. He's, after, a, he's after, an Atlanta guy, right? Yeah, well, he's, uh, he's, he's from Alabama. He's okay, from, all right. But he... he He's been playing with the Stones he, for many years yeah, at this since point. the 80s, but he joined the Allman Brothers in 1972 Okay, uh, to kind of replace, not really replace Dwayne, because Dwayne Allman was killed tragically in a motorcycle accident yes. in 71. Uh, the band chose not to add another guitarist uh, other than Dickie Betts, who was, you know, who handled all guitar duties, right. but they realized they were still in need of something so they brought Chuck Level into the group in 72 and he went on after the Allman Brothers disbanded he went on to play with uh, George Harrison Eric Clapton and of course the Stones since the late 80s he's been he's been their piano player on right. stage and off stage and on albums and everything right and so so when we saw that band at the Superdome they had uh, three keyboard players but there's nobody playing any bullshit like uh sequence parts or right. or it's like 
the guys playing organ, the guys playing piano, right. you know, just playing the instruments that were on sure. the actual recording. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was terrific. Man. Yeah, was unbelievable show. I, I'm just uh, amazed, but I'm really amazed at Mick Jagger and Ron Wood, for that matter, too. He played a lot of guitar, man. I tell you what, Not Ron, just played like her, running all over the place like he's a teenager. Unbelievable. I mean, these guys are in their 70s, you know? Yeah. And this is truly... Well, they have that, they have that, that uh, youthful exuberance, you know, that's uh, Do you that think they're really roll. playing, though? Oh, no, I, for sure. No, I yeah. was watching. No, it's... Yeah. It, Absolutely. There's only one song that they that they used any kind of backing track on. That was uh, "Sympathy for the Devil." When they they finished that little that little uh, um, acoustic set that they do at the end of the the stage runner, right. and then as they as they're they're uh, striking that, the band is walking back, and you hear. The opening, uh, like percussion parts. I remember, parts of, I remember back mm-hmm. in the late '90s, uh, this uh, German crew when they were playing in Europe, they played Germany like three dates in a row, and mm-hmm. they recorded every date, and every every track sounded exactly the same. Like they were not playing. Yeah, it was playback and stuff. Oh, like kind of like Bob Dylan these days. If yeah, you yeah, Bob Dylan. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure he's not really playing. Oh no, I think the, no, he's the playing. Dylan, just every track seems sounds like the same. Yeah. You can't tell what he's what he's saying. Well, Dylan yeah. is often challenging. You know, it's very like, challenging. As, as much uh, as we love, uh, Dylan all, is also challenging for, for photographers. Let me tell you, I got a Dylan story too. Okay, well, I mean, let's, I'm let's hear it. At, in 1995. I'm sitting at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame open in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm backstage with the Allman Brothers. I'm sitting at a table with Dickie Betts. He and I are talking. Bob Dylan plops himself down right across from me next to Dickie Betts and starts talking to Dickie Betts. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what a great shot. I got two iconic you know, musicians mm-hmm. sitting across from me. So I raise my camera up. I shoot the picture. You would have thought that I had thrown muriatic acid all over Dylan. Wow. He f- freaked the fuck out. And I mean, I mean... Hmm, really? And Dickie Betts said, oh, no, Bob, this is my friend Sidney. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I got up and left the table. But I did get the iconic picture of Dylan and Dickie together, which can be found in my new 256-page coffee table <laughs> photo book on the Allman Brothers Band. Yes, yeah, called uh, 70 to 74 plus a little bit more. There you go. Uh, hundreds of pictures. Where, where can our audience find this book? At any bookstore? Well, uh, working on the bookstores right now, the only local place is at the New Orleans Collection in the French Quarter, but they can easily get Historic it. New Orleans Collection. That's the one. Yes. But they can also go to my website, which is Allman Brothers Book by SydneySmith.com. Allman Brothers Book by SydneySmith.com. <laughs> and, and, and we'll put a uh, we'll put a note in the show. We'll put a link in the show notes. So. Well, and, and Sydney is spelled S I D N E Y. Some people spell my name with a Y, and that's the female version of Sydney. Yeah, Didn't know that. So um, we're getting close to ending this show. What about they the can also pu- go to Amazon, by the way. What they about the punk that. rock okay. bands? Did you shoot any punk rock bands? No, I got came- out of photography for a while. I was okay. actually uh, not doing photos for a while, and then I finally got back into stripping. Yeah, stripping. Yeah, how can I be shooting punk yeah. bands when I'm stripping? Okay, so there's no punk rock photos because I, mean, you know. I did go to the warehouse many times during those that that era that that you that you were uh, right. out there uh, stripping right and. Uh, so um, I'm sure it was much the same as when you were there. No air conditioning. I don't think you went to the warehouse when I was stripping because I wasn't stripping till the 90s and the warehouse closed in 82. Okay, no, I was, I was, I was <laughs> Let's there. Let's be honest, uh, okay, shall right. we? <laughs> uh, you know, I, my timeline gets sketchy, Sydney. Sydney with an I. Um, but, uh, yeah, 
warehouse never had air conditioning. No, so they would have. It was hot they, and muggy, would, and we loved it. And and talking about people fainting, mm-hmm. I mean that that was like a normal thing where where you know someone would be up close to the stage and they they just fall out and their friends would have to drag them, carry them bodily and hold them up in front of one of the big uh, yeah. box fans. Yeah. I mean, the warehouse was great. You could you could be one foot away from your hero, you know, Roger Daltrey, Bob Dylan, whoever. You know, you could be literally one foot away from him, just standing right, right. in front of the stage. There he is. You know, saw the cars there. Saw yeah. uh, uh, Tom Petty there. Yeah. Uh, there was no bands. photo pit for a very long time. So you know, if you you know, you get right up next to the bands, um, and then finally they put a photo pit in there. And guess who got to be in the photo pit? Oh. It was me. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. You know, I have a, a note in, in, in my book. I, I was uh, in my hotel room on the very first, first uh, hotel that we stayed in this last little run. And I didn't have my glasses on, so I grabbed uh, a bottle to wash my hair. And I poured it into my hand, put it on my head, and I was like, well, okay, this must be sh- uh, uh, mouthwash. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no suds coming from this. And as I'm thinking, I was like, well, you, you can't really wash your hair with mouthwash. And then, so I, it, then it all formulated as Do I'm, you use Preparation H to brush your teeth? <laughs> Do you ever get that? Do you put Beano in your eyes? It's icy hot for... Icy hot to slick my hair back. Yeah, actually. exactly. That's right, 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 right. I like the way it tingles. Yeah. No, so I, so as, there, as, I'm, as I'm in the shower, I'm thinking, well, while you can shave with conditioner. I'm not sure if you've ever done that on the road. It's, uh, you can use conditioner instead of uh, shaving cream. It's uh, one of those hints from Heloise that actually works. So while you can shave with conditioner, you can't really wash your hair with mouthwash, but it beats the hell out of gargling with shampoo. Oh, I would say that's probably correct. Okay. No, it's a good story. No, so, uh, no, 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 I'll say one more thing that the iguanas uh, are are resuming our residency at the Circle Bar oh, starting yes. tomorrow good. night. Good, good, yes, good. yes. So the summer's over. It's hot as hell still, but uh, you know we're back to Does September. Does still own that bar? He does. He does. And Manny can talk about this. You were just at the. You were talking about the twentieth anniversary party they had for the Circle Bar. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of a. It's a bit of a uh, um, a preamble to them closing the whole thing down. Cause yeah, it's, it's not going to last forever. I don't know. No, I don't know the exact I, I timeline. I have no idea. But uh, but get but, in uh, while the getting's good, uh, Sydney, yeah. because. Uh, you know, it, it won't last because we're gonna they're gonna light a match soon. They're wow. gonna light a match. You soon. are burning the place down, Manny. Well, no, not me, but mm-hmm. uh, someone's. I thought I heard you say we're gonna light a match. Well, no, 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 no. Means no, that figuratively no, no. speaking. Yeah, figuratively speaking. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm done. Well, <laughs> so so check out the uh, the Almond Brothers Band book. It's it's. Uh, Beautiful book, a lot of uh, wonderful, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. So of I just, photos. I just opened. So up how a, much does this book cost? Thirty nine ninety five. Oh, that's is an not absolute that. steal. This yeah. book is usually seventy, eighty dollars. Once again, this was a two hundred and fifty six page hardcover coffee table photo book with hundreds and hundreds of. I mean, these photos are so good you could easily frame them, put them on your walls. I tell people to buy two books, one for their bookshelf and one to frame uh, the photos inside, put on their walls, because the photos are of the highest quality. And where can the audience go to find this again? 
www.almondbrothersbookbysydneysmith.com <laughs> or they can buy it on Amazon. There you go. All right. Go. Yeah, I just I just randomly opened it up and and what, what I saw I saw a picture of uh, Greg playing an SG. Yeah. Greg with uh, oh, a yeah. picture of Greg with no beard. Yeah, so that's people don't shots. know people oh, don't yeah. know Greg was originally a guitar player. He oh, he was the guitar. Yeah, yeah, he taught Dwayne how to play. Really? Yeah, he taught, okay. but then Dwayne just surpassed him by leaps and bounds. But, but yeah, Greg was the one who got the guitar first. Dwayne got a motorcycle first. Okay, well. And when, and when he finally wrecked his first motorcycle, he started playing guitar and, and just bypassed Greg by, you know. But then Greg, uh, you know, they, they, they loved the sound of the B3. So they thought, yeah. well, Greg, oh, yeah. you have to learn to play B3. So and, he, they, uh, only, only, only Greg Allman can sing like Greg Allman. You know, yes. That's the voice yes. that was the voice... Oh. Now, he was married to Cher, right? That's correct, oh, man. They had a kid together, right? Elijah Blue. Elijah Blue, okay. Just Whatever happened to Elijah Blue? Elijah Blue is in his 40s now. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. still out there kicking. Born is he, uh, he's on Alvarado Street? No, no, I think he's doing well. You know, I actually was in, was in uh, the Hollywood Hills in the 80s, and I was at someone's house, and these two kids run in. They're like 10 years old. And one of them is Balthazar Getty, and the other one is Elijah Blue, and they're best friends. <laughs> they live, like, down the street from each other. Well, anything can happen in the Hollywood Hills. That's true. Well, Balthazar, I knew Getty. Uh, yeah. I, I used to meet him at the post office in, okay. in Hollywood. He was always mailing something, but that's another story. Well, was yeah, it a most family ear? Was yeah. it an ear of a family? Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. no, no. It was... Um, He's it quite was. a good actor, I think. Good, lo- good looking boy. He's in his forties as well. I have no idea what, uh, what okay. kind of actor he was, but uh, he wasn't a very. He, uh, I don't know. He lost recently, his ear. No, no, no. Like that that. No, dad. somebody Long lost. Getty. Yes, yeah, yeah, Long Getty. Uh, recently yeah. saw him in. Uh, well, I mean, this is an older movie, but Lost Highway, the great yeah. David Lynch movie. He's yeah, in that. Lost Highway. I think. Uh, I think uh, Balthazar is in a, a recent film. It's uh, he's still out there. I'm sure Working. he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, uh... he's making that Getty money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Man, he's just sucking the air out of the room. Yeah. I see the, uh, the, the, the Midnight Cowboys here, but it's a quiet night in the ring room. Why do we call him Midnight Cowboy? Mm, it's, uh, we have to go. If, uh, just listen back to the earlier podcast. Uh, I haven't listened to the later podcast. Well, I'm, not, not, not you. <laughs> I, I haven't listened to any podcast. I don't expect you to, Manny. I'm saying yeah. the, like the, for the ones listening. The oh, listeners, okay. The, All right. The, Troubled, need, troubled nation. Troubled nation. Troubled nation. Yeah. You know, avail yourself of all the, the foundational podcasts. And right. many of these things that you, we see now as, as um, longstanding uh, uh, traditions or, or um, staples start off as just something kind of random, you know, but we liked it. You don't have to go, Sydney. You're, you try to be creative. You try to, you know, you're, you're playing it by ear, but then something happens and you go, oh, no, I like that. So you just keep repeating it. Like this radio show. So have it's, you ever been a radio, musician? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. Have you yes. ever been a musician? I, I play guitar. I play, the, I play a mean kazoo. <laughs> I'm really good at the kazoo. I would say I'm a guitar Owner, not a guitar player. Yeah, you player. own guitars. I own a guitar. And if you ever come to one of my parties, you'll get to watch me play 
but um, Sydney well, was saying that he we have to get he has to get our uh, contact information because he apparently now we're going to be on the uh, now you're on the, the guest list. list. Yeah, on the party, party list. list yeah, I've been to your parties, man. No, you haven't. I back in the early uh, decade, I was at your, some of your parties. Yeah, your pool parties. Earlier decade. Yeah, earlier decade. I thought we drowned you back then. Well, uh, you tried. Yes. Yeah, yes. you tried. Anyway, it's time for me to go. I okay, go. well, I can see Manny's running out of steam. So, Sydney, thank you so much for being here with us. As Carol Burnett said, I'm so glad we've had this time <laughs> together. I love Carol Burnett. She reminds me of my mother. My mother loved her as well. well right. Still does. Um, so, uh, on the Trouble Men podcast, we like to say, trouble never ends. We continue to struggle and go through it. <laughs> but the struggle continues. Yeah. Thank you. Good night. Good night. <laughs>